What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. It's another Birdland tonight as we look forward and get ready to the season starting. That's when we'll get to do the regular post-game shows after every Orioles game, but we still want to get you some content as we get to the Orioles season, and it's less than a week till pitchers and catchers report. So joining me tonight is Andrew from Utah Street Report, Cody from I Just Like the Duck, and Jimmy from the Bleacher Birds. How you guys doing? Not bad. Doing good. All right, All right guys. Thanks for uh, joining us. Let's just start. I want to talk about spring training and some of these spring roster invites and stuff but i guess we got to start with the orioles news because it's rare for them to actually make news and it (laughs) seems like the past few weeks it's been like every other day there's some Orioles news out there so let's start with the dark night the orioles signed matt harvey today to a minor league deal uh cody what are your thoughts on matt harvey coming to baltimore Uh, my big question is how long will he be there uh, it seems like uh, with all of these signings, you know, it, it's just a matter of how long do they stay? Do they last through spring training? Uh, do they last all the way up till the trade deadline um, or, you know, anywhere in between? Uh, love to see that the Orioles are, are making some moves. I think it's nice to see this, you know, have some options, you know, to fill out the entire rotation. Uh, you know, we've got a couple of clear guys that are, you know, I think solid starters. Uh, but maybe not a clear-cut number four or five since Alex Cobb is now gone. But, you know, how long do these guys last? Is is the plan to have them, you know, an Oriole all year long? All right. Andrew, does Matt Harvey even make it to Baltimore? I mean, you know, like Cody said, I think that's the big question. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, obviously spent a little bit of time with the Royals last year, but net was, you know, in a shortened season – made seven appearances. I think four of them were starts. And it's like, it's all about health for this guy. That's the biggest thing. He's obviously, he had the the surgery for the thoracic outlet syndrome uh, back in 2016. And it never really has seemed to be there for him health wise since then. So I think that's the biggest thing is, is health. And the Orioles are obviously going to be looking at some of these veteran options. Um, you know, we talked earlier in the week about Felix Hernandez. He's kind of another one that just in terms of veteran pitching arms that can come in and fill in this rotation, um, even if even if they're a sixth, seventh starter type, in, in, you know, and and you are still getting some of the youth in the rotation, that'd be a good thing. But um, that's kind of the big thing, and I think spring training is going to be a really good opportunity for Harvey to prove whether or not he can be healthy, um, or at least can be healthy for most of a season, and that's going to be the the really big determining factor in that. All right, and Jimmy, no one's expecting Matt Harvey to be the guy who was amazing for the Mets in 2013. Um, what do the Orioles want? What's their goal with bringing in a guy like Matt Harvey or Felix Hernandez, any of these guys who outside of Baltimore, you would say they're washed up? 
so I, th- I think with both these guys, you're just you're taking a chance. You'd go ahead taking a wild card on on either one of them and hoping that one of them pan out. Um, say honestly, I'm starting to wonder. Say I remember we had a deal with somebody a couple years ago where um, they could go ahead and opt out at spring training and move on to something else if they chose to. I can't remember who it was exactly, but I'm wondering if it's going to be the same situation with these other two, uh, whereas they don't necessarily opt to go ahead and take the minor league deal and then try to take a deal somewhere else. So you're saying if they if they look good in spring? Well, yeah, if if they look good in spring, but then you know all of a sudden maybe they're borderline for the team, and rather than opting with a minor league deal, they just go ahead and opt out. Do they have that opt out deal that uh, that the other guy who's escaping my mind right now taking myself for forgetting this? But, gotcha. Uh, well, for me. For me, it's simple. It's we need guys not to pitch great. We need guys that can eat innings, and I love the prospect. What I really, really thought we lost when we lost Alex Cobb was not great pitching, but a veteran presence to be around all these young guys. And I think Matt Harvey and Felix Hernandez both bring that veteran presence to the team. Whether they're not, they're not going to get wins. That's fine, but as long as they can help guide the young guys everything about this team is about the future. Um, I mean, well, so Felix or uh, Matt Harvey, which one of these guys, are they both guys? And we might as well throw Wade LeBlanc in there too. Is our opening day rotation going to be Felix, Wade, and uh, Matt? Are they three of the five guys? I mean, I don't think so personally. I think that, you know, with Harvey, he's a guy that really needs, like I like I mentioned, to prove it help from a health standpoint. I do think that LeBlanc and 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 Felix Hernandez are going to have a better opportunity just because they have more recent, you know, healthy seasons under their belt, even though they're both guys who, like you mentioned, are not going to be leading the line whatsoever for the Orioles. They're just going to be guys that are there to hopefully eat innings. And if you can get them to go out every fifth day and and give you five, maybe even six innings, I mean, that's a win. Uh, but you know, by all standards that the Orioles are looking for in the back end of their rotation, they're really going to be leaning on the development from the guys uh, below. And obviously for, for John means to be the one to kind of anchor that rotation at the top um, for the rest of these guys, they're really fill-ins and, and you're looking, you're going to be looking at some, some younger arms as well throughout and even, even out of the bullpen as well. Right. And Matt Harvey did eventually move to the bullpen and spend some time in the bullpen. So he is an opportunity for that as well. As again, you're also trying to delay bringing up guys and make sure that guys don't come up until they're ready. Um, the Orioles announced their long list of 72 players coming to spring training this year. Is there anyone you guys had a chance to look over the list? Was there anyone that surprised you to be on that list or surprised you that they were not on that list? How about Cody? Yeah, well, it, a lot of the questions that I had were, were quickly answered. You know, where where were some of the guys like Heston Kerstad and, and Adley Rutschman and, and why weren't they on, you know, when do they show up at camp and how exactly are they uh, delaying? The, and, and what does that mean for those guys? Does that mean that Adley's not going to be competing for, you know, is he not going to get the number one reps or is he not going to be able to catch with guys like Means uh, or Aiken or, or any of those guys? So what does it mean that, you know, they're pushing him down? And Obviously, you don't see some of the other, you know, top prospects as well. Grayson Rodriguez, D.L. Hall. I don't think that they were on the list. 
Uh, well, I think it's just going to be a little different this year in the way that they stagger, you know, when do they show up? How are they going to assign those guys to minor league camp? Right now, uh, Kirsten and Adley were both on the camp reserves list. So they'll be there, which was no surprise for Adley because the one thing is if you're a minor, if you are a catcher in the Orioles organization, you get an invite at least for those first two weeks of spring training because right. someone has to catch all the pitchers that come into town. Um, Andrew, I was surprised to see Gunnar Henderson on the list. He's only 19 years old and he got the invite. Does that stand out? It, I, it does. You know, it didn't stand out to me because I think that, like you said, he's one of those guys that for two weeks will be a nice body to have around. The, the Orioles are going to have to do some different things too, between, you know, because there are so many guys on these lists, um, whether you're a non-roster guy, a roster guy, an invitee, however, they're classifying you, you know, some of these guys are going to be at the main camp. Some of them are going to be in twin league, twin lakes at the minor league camp, just because of COVID restrictions and, and other things. But, um, no, I mean, I don't think Gunnar Henderson really stood out to me. I'll tell you, Kerstad was actually the one that kind of stood out to me just because of the myocarditis thing that he's dealing with. Um, I know that he's not probably not going to be there, you know, right at the start of camp, but I'll be interested to see because this is a guy who we really have no track record of within the Orioles organization just because of the timing of when he was drafted um, and, you know, everything that's gone on over the past year, year and a half now. Um, and he wasn't able to participate in any kind of fall baseball last year um, because of because of everything going on with him medically. So I was interested to see that name. And I'm curious to see when he gets into camp, what kind of role he's able to play, whether they're able to get him some games or or anything like that. So that'll be interesting to me. The other name that actually stood out even more than, than Gunnar Henderson was I was surprised a little bit to see Ryan Ripken's name on the list. Um, that was like one of those that was, oh, okay, Ryan Ripken. We're going to maybe get to see a little bit of him. And, and that, you know, obviously the name is what, what stands out. But also, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting thought that, that he, you know, Ryan's a kid that, that may be able to um, – I'm, I'm not saying he's going to skyrocket up the minor league list or anything, but it'll, it'll at least be interesting to see him in spring training and, and see these photos or, 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 or you know, see something of, from him. To see the right to see the photos of them trying to compare him to his, to see all the Cal throwbacks of him in spring to trade him, Jimmy, is Ryan Ripken the Orioles Tim Tebow coming to minor league camp? You know, it, you would start to think so. So I'm at the point right now with uh, with Ryan Ripken because I've been hearing his name left and right, and uh, even throughout high school, a friend of mine actually played ball against him. So you know, and a lot of, uh, a lot of talk was that well, you know. He's just got the Ripken name. That's why he is where he is. I would love to see him go ahead and come up to the minors or come up to spring training and go ahead and prove us all wrong. Um, I'm not necessarily believing in it, but I'd love to see it. Uh, the guy that we're all excited about, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm sad that Andrew doesn't share this excitement with me, is Gunnar Henderson. <laughs> um, I can't wait to see this kid. I can't wait to see what he's got. Say, I've been checking out the workout uh, videos that he's had online. And he just, he seems like he's in tremendous shape. I love the kid's attitude and I just can't wait to see him. Um, and then as for Kerstad, I can't help but join the rest of Birdland and just go ahead and wonder, uh-oh, he's had a year off. Um, he's already having this uh, this heart issue. So health issues, is is this a bust already? Or is it too early to tell? Yeah, and I wonder with Kerstad on the list, because he's not going to be there on uh, the 23rd, 10 days from now, which is the first 
uh, non-pitchers, catchers, I guess, rest, full roster workout. What's the point of him on this list? Because by the time he shows up would be the time he would be cut anyway and sent down to minor <laughs> league camp. So it's going to be interesting, like Andrew was saying, how they use Kerstead. Um, I saw that some players are already starting to show up. John Means tweeted that he's there, and Trey Mancini has been there for probably about a week. I think Trey Mancini's the person who's going to get all the attention this spring, right? Yeah, there's no question about that. I mean, Mancini's going to be, you know, answering all the questions, whether they're doing them by by Zoom or otherwise. Um, I'm sure that most things will be by Zoom, but he he's going to get a lot of the attention. And Jimmy, by the way, I will say I am excited about Gunnar Henderson. I would I wasn't surprised to see his name on the list is all like it didn't shock me that they would want to put him out there for for a little bit. I'm I mean, who wouldn't be excited about the kid? He it's like like Josh said, a 19 year old who's you know, got a real future potentially with this team that it's exciting to see all these guys. And I mean, guys, like, it's just exciting that baseball is back. Like, let's be honest. Right. Now that we've Amen. got like the Super Bowl out of the way, uh, we can finally start to focus on, you know, pitchers and catchers reporting. We were just a little, uh, a little loyal to him because he went ahead and wished my daughter a happy birthday this year. So he's, well, that's he's perfect. become the new instant classic here for Bleacher Birds. That's great. Gotcha. <laughs> Um, I was surprised to see uh, Stevie Wilkerson on the roster because I didn't know he was still with the Orioles. So, but I am. I'm excited that baseball is back. I'm excited that they announced that fans will be allowed to be at spring training games starting February 28th. So Major League Baseball is starting to open that up. And I know they said uh, they're having conversations with the city of Baltimore about how many fans will be able to be back in Camden Yards. So that's exciting that we'll get to see some baseball in person. Yeah, Josh, are you gonna are you, you're gonna go down there? You think? I mean, you're, I yeah. know you're down in Florida, and like I think there's I think they said they're doing about twenty five percent capacity at Ed Smith Stadium, like uh, around eighteen hundred tickets a game. Yeah, and I was just looking online uh, before we did this. They haven't opened up single game tickets. You can get a five game season plan. I'm about four hours away, so five games might be a bit much. But I'm wondering if I need to grab that five game plan so that I can be there on February twenty eighth. Because I'm sure you guys, just like me, are anxious for some baseball in person. No question. Even yes. if it is spring training with a bunch of guys who will never come to Baltimore. They're still wearing the black and orange. Now, Josh, would this mean that you, you might be the only one of us that gets to see any spring training? I still haven't seen much on what's going to be broadcast. I, I noticed that there's a couple that are that will be carried by the MLB uh, TV app. But other than that, has Mazin released if they're going to – broadcast any games uh well there was an article when the whole mass and firing everyone came out that prompted this show uh in that article it said that they are not going to cover any spring training so i think it's more world series of poker for you and i'll go watch in person but i don't know we'll see what happens i know last the past few years steve molesky has done some like broadcast from his phone of games and so you could listen on the MLB app. He might have been broadcasting into a computer. I just know there was an annoying hum when I was listening to the game. But if you, so. but for the for those games where we actually play other teams that have broadcast, you can catch oh. that on the MLB network as well. Like if we play yes. the Yankees in spring training, I imagine that those games will be carried. That is a great point. Sign up for the MLB app because you'll <laughs> be able to watch those away games when the Orioles are playing teams that actually hire like broadcast crews. Well, and I don't know if you guys saw the schedule too. The it, it's kind of a, an interesting mix of you know 
but because of where the Orioles are located in Florida, they're going to get kind of the the gambit of those East Coast of Florida teams that play over there. They they have you know they're going to end up seeing all the other uh, AL East teams. You know, plus they're going to see like you mentioned the Pirates, the Phillies. The they're not really going to get all the West Coast Florida teams, but right. um, they're going to get a, a wide array of of opponents to play as well, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's uh, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Boston, New York, Detroit, uh, Toronto, Tampa Bay. So it is. It's all the AL East and a lot of the NL East. So either way, it's baseball. It's a month of practice games until, or I guess a month and a just over a month, and then we get to some real games. So I was also excited this week that the that AAA is starting to put things together. So they've all now ex- officially accepted that the Bay Sox are double A, Norfolk is triple A, and I guess how they sorted out the single A without the keys. Um, and they sh- Norfolk put out their division, not their schedule yet, but here's all the teams we're going to be playing. I'm excited that the, the way the triple A uh, Orioles realigned and the way the Marlins realigned means that the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp are now in the same triple A division as the Norfolk Tied. So... I'll get to drive half an hour and see some yeah. of these baby birds. But again, it's just exciting that we've got some minor league baseball coming up as well. It's not going to be the buoy bubble anymore. Plus you get to see the jumbo shrimp, which is just cool. Anyway, they, they have, I am jealous of their team name. It's a great team name. Um, Cody, how much do you think this year development for the Orioles changes by having the full minor leagues instead of just that, that one segment in Bowie of practice. It seemed that that, that offsite, you know, Bowie project, you know, sure did garner a lot of results. So um, I, one of the questions I've had is how many, how many minor league teams does a baseball team really need? Uh, You know, do we need, you know, five minor league teams? You know, we did so well having, you know, so many guys at that buoy camp. You know, I would love to see if they could get as many of the quality prospects as they can uh, up in Norfolk. But I think that these guys, considering I don't really see that many people getting called up this year, I think it's going to be a really important developmental uh, year for all of those players down in Norfolk and Bowie as well, uh, just to see how well they do. Um, you know, I think that's one of the areas of focus that the Orioles have placed in making sure that they have, uh, is, you know, quality coaching, quality development staff down there, you know, to really look and see these guys and, and prep them for that next big step, whenever that may, you know, might be. So I'm kind of curious with the, uh, with the Bowie Bay Sox, with them having now the minor leagues, minor league season, are they going to gain the same result? Because that's what I'm a little bit nervous about. Because Bowie was a huge success last year, it really, really was. And I was curious to see if we were going to go ahead and work something else in with that. And are players too distracted with the minor league games, uh, minor league games themselves, that they can't actually work on what they need to work? On? Yeah, I, I love the idea that 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 the Bowie uh, project, Bowie or whatever it was was a big success because I think that's really funny for us as Orioles and as Oriole fans to look at that because we have no clue what went on there. We are judging it (laughs) from guys who sucked in the majors. They'd go down to Bowie for two weeks and come back and start hitting the ball like Cedric Mullins and some other guys. Um, DJ Stewart, I believe also was on that list. Andrew, 
did that help or was that just a holdover and just a coincidence that those guys kind of improved after they got demoted? Well, Josh, you, you said it. We have no idea. I mean, nobody has any idea. Like you said, we don't know what went on in Bowie last year. We got reports from teams, but obviously teams are going to be favorable and they're going to say everything went great and they're going to talk about how well their players are developing, but we don't really know anything and neither frankly does anyone else. I mean, it was interesting this week. We saw um, some prospect rankings come out like baseball America and some other publications ranking the Orioles farm system seventh or eighth. And then everyone, and then everyone got pissed off because Keith law came in and ranked them 18th and nobody really knows what they're talking about because nobody really knows how well these guys actually developed and how well this system has really been seasoned over the last year and a half to two years, because we haven't seen it on the field. So, I mean, it's a big mystery. And I think if there's, if among all the unknowns with the Orioles and their future, and there are a lot of unknowns with the Orioles and their future, the minor leagues is just one of many because you know it, they're they're one of the biggest ones because that's kind of what what speaks to where this whole project is going under Mike Elias and his crew. Um, we'll find out more, I think. I think by by seeing minor league games and seeing you know maybe not game results, but the results of how players are playing against one another and against actual competition in games. Then we will even from some, you know, like you said, Project Buoy, which had to go on last year because of the pandemic. So I think we'll, we'll hopefully be able to learn more and, and be a little more knowledgeable about things with a normal minor leagues, you know, normal minor league operating system than we would have last year, which I think is a positive thing. Yeah, of course. And I, I find it hilarious that people got all upset about Keith Law saying 17th because Keith Law doesn't go and visit every one of these minor league teams right. and plan it all out. There's a reason that it was just one guy who said the Astros were going to win the World Series when they won it. Other people thought he was foolish because they don't go and watch it. He was invested. He was all over that team. Uh, the fact that they are even the rankings that had them sixth, seventh, fifth, eighth, whatever in that top ten, that's basically take a math problem of yeah. ranking all the prospects and then adding them all up. It doesn't tell you anything. Well, and the biggest point about the, the the Keith Law of it all, if you will, is his biggest point, if you if you read what he wrote, is that he doesn't know that he needs right. to see it. Yes. And frankly, that's the case with everyone because none of us have seen it. We don't know. It's all based on projection. And if you if you 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 frankly you can't project something that you don't know, that right. you don't have the data to back up. So that's all he was saying. By ranking the the farm system, you know, seventeenth or eighteenth, I don't even remember what number it was. I know it wasn't as as yeah, high as the other ones, I believe, yeah. and and that's why everyone got so upset, you know. But uh, it's just it's silly to to get all bent out of shape about these things, and but that's what you know that's what fans do, I suppose. And yeah. and you know, to their credit, that's that's why they're called fans. They're fanatical, right. and it's not just Oriole fans. Oriole fans aren't the only no. ones that are dumb. It's this is sports fans <laughs> in general. Uh, I'm not calling Oriole fans dumb. I'm saying sports fans are dumb. We're all dumb. We're you all dumb. It. You guys heard you it here. It. Josh Taroka thinks that <laughs> Oriole fans are dumb. Yep. Uh, you see it in the NFL as Peter King will go like camp to camp during the preseason and make comments, and everyone says, oh, he hates on their team. Everyone thinks there's bias. Yes, we know there's a bunch of reporters that do not like the Orioles because of Peter Angelos, but that doesn't have much to do with the farm system ranking. Um, all right, Jimmy, let's go around the table, and we'll talk to everyone with the same question. 
Pitchers and catchers report on Tuesday. First workout on Wednesday. Jimmy, besides beards and bellies, what are you looking for this week from the Orioles? Wow. Uh, can, can I skip? So you, you caught me off guard with that one. <laughs> All right, Cody, <laughs> what do we look for for this first week as pitchers and catchers show up? You, you know, it's it's difficult when you take away beards and bellies because, again, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how many of these guys, you know, show up in shape. What have they been doing for a lot of these guys? We haven't seen them uh, since this time, you know, last year. So, you know, what type of, of shape are they coming into? You know, there's a lot of guys out there who, you know, didn't play, uh, you know, on, on the major league team last year. Um, you know, maybe they were, you know, a few guys. I'm trying to remember now that I think that the, you know, Project Bowie was, you know, limited to 35 players. So I'm interested to see everybody else that's not on that list. Uh, you know, how do they come in? What do they look like? Obviously, uh, Grayson Rodriguez, D.L. Hall, how do they look? Um, you know, and what have they been doing in this, you know, year off? All right. Andrew, anything stand out for you? What should people be watching for? I mean, again, you, you cut us all off the knees here because beards and bellies are my two favorite things. I own one of each. So I'm I'm like, that's what I'm always uh, well, excited to see. I would but... all agree that's Tuesday's pictures. Right, exactly. Tuesday is checking out the pictures. Well, and we can, you know, live vicariously through through the pictures for a few days. No, the biggest thing to me, I mean, and this is going to sound really generic and, and you know, I'll call myself dumb this time. It's health. Like health is the biggest thing. You don't want these guys going in the first few days of spring training and hear about arm soreness or hear about this guy has a hamstring something or other or this guy rolled an ankle. It's health. Health is all spring training is for it's obviously there are improvements that can be made and, and guys can, can get better and can learn during spring training, but spring training is simply a ramp up to the real deal. And health is the most and biggest important thing uh, when it, when it comes to this, you know, like you said, month and a half or so as we lead up to April um, it's, it's, it's health. That's the number one thing for me. All right. And Jimmy, I will give you a different question and related to spring. We got a little bit of spring training last year. We, I think we got two, three weeks of spring training before they shut it down. During that period, Chris Davis was looking good and people <laughs> got excited. Chris Davis is coming back with this team. Why and what should we expect? What is his role in this team? I'm glad you gave Jimmy this question. Well, this the other is what, this is what he gets for that. skipping. <laughs> well, you, you know, I was going to come back to the, uh, to the original question, but that's okay. Um, you know, the reason why Chris Davis is back is because we're paying, and that's it. Um, we have to just continue to just go ahead and push this. They, nobody's willing to go or ready to go ahead and just step into uh, step into that slot. Say, personally, I think that uh, the Orioles are just throwing him out there, hoping they he embarrasses himself to the point of where he just goes ahead and pulls a plug on himself. But I think Chris Davis has shown that that's not his attitude, and that's not what he's going to do. He's very stubborn. Um, you know, in the fact that he wouldn't let anybody help him. He's very stubborn in the fact that he thinks his way works and that he thinks that he deserves a spot on this team. And meanwhile, there's kids that would absolutely uh, love to have his spot. So I understand we have to continue to pay him. But at this point in time, he just needs to step off the roster so somebody else can fill that spot and go ahead and develop up with the uh, major league team. All right. See, you could have went the route of Sigma Dell making building the time machine for Felix Hernandez, Matt Harvey, and Chris Davis, but you tried to uh, instead just trash Chris Davis as he's washed up and done. Gotcha. Yeah, he is. 
All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining me today as we continue to talk Orioles and get ready. I think we're going to do this again next week, and next week's when we'll have some pictures of players we can discuss, I guess. So, Beers and bellies. Right. So, Andrew, <laughs> you writing anything for Utah Street this week? Or I have not. Season? have not lately. We'll probably we'll probably ramp up closer to the season. That's, that's the goal. Um, but, you know, it's a joy to be on here and just chatting because it's doing this kind of thing and, and just talking about the game is a lot, lot easier than, you know, coming up yes. with a concept to write about for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, I just gave you a concept, beers and bellies. All right. We'll go with beers and bellies. Right. Cody, what's going on with, I just like the duck. Not, nothing yet. We'll, we'll wait until spring training and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll start doing a, a regularly scheduled podcast, probably once a week, something like that. All right. Just so you know, spring training starts in three days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jimmy, how about Bleacher Birds? So uh, we'll we'll be recording our next episode uh, tomorrow, and probably be out Tuesday, uh, more realistically Wednesday. So we'll be talking a little bit about spring training, uh, a little bit about uh, beards and bellies, as that seems to be the uh, topic of the week. And uh, you know, may have a little update to the list. And if you All listen right. to Bleacher Birds, you know what that is. All right. Well, on uh, Section 336 records on Monday night. Um, there's a good chance I just hop on this feed and do it right here to continue getting the word out about Birdland tonight. Um, but all right, guys. Well, enjoy the beards and bellies coming up soon. Hey, go get some flowers and some chocolate for your uh, wives or girlfriends. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.